waiting for that. Blog Talk Radio. Good for you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I am Rainy Hale, so you know this has to be Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, March 24th. Um, and I'm super happy to be with you all and my amazing um, co-host that I love spending my Thursday morning with, all of you. Um, before I say hello to those, uh, before I say hello to them, I would like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We've almost always got, um, you know, a website or an event coming up or something new that uh, where, and where to find it, some new information. So be ready to write that down when we talk about it. Um, also, please press one on your phone if you have any questions or comments, testimonials. We'd really love to hear from you. As you know, it's a big part of what our show is all about, um, is hearing from all of you. And that's how we learn the best. Um, Likely, if you have a question, somebody else does too. So um, we can all learn from that. Um, As a reminder for this show, we do need to keep it to um, horse stories with the horse femur. And um, we really need to stay away from any kind of medical. So we really need to stay towards the behavioral and the training type aspects. So... Um, with that said, we can talk about a lot as we do every week, and that still leaves us quite a bit to talk about with Beamer. Um, so I'm excited to do that today. Um, so I'm going to say hello to my co-host. We've got Tiff with me this morning. Hi, Tiff. Good morning, everyone. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Rainy and Cindy. It's good to be here at Western Colorado, and happy to just share. Um, and we have some special guests on for today, too, as well. So look forward to hearing from them. Perfect. Yeah. And Cindy, good morning. Good morning, Rainy and Tiff. And so, Tiff, you have guests too. That's perfect. Um, I'm glad when people can join us and and share their experiences. It's um, another beautiful day here. And I look forward to talking with them and, and, you know, sharing what's going on. So, um, Tiff, I know um, that you had only a limited time. So, you know, do you want to go first? Oh, I'm sorry. I actually not me. I don't have any special guests today. I was referring to your special guests, Cindy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, Rainy. So, do we have? Do we have? Um, is Lisa in the queue? She is, and I just yes. opened her line. If you want to go ahead and um, introduce her and and get started on that, that'd be great. Okay, I will do that. And for, so, just first, I wanted to comment that. Um, uh, you know, I, I like to cruise what's happening on Facebook and different different countries, too. So um, one of our ambassadors in Spain, 
a dressage rider based for our salon. And uh, I just was going to read a really quick comment from her that um, she posted. She said, people are always asking me to be a good rider, how to stand out. Uh, for me, it is important to be a good athlete, meaning you have to prepare yourself both physically and mentally. And then she goes on into more of the mental things. I'm delighted to be able to have a team member on this morning who has experience with working with both people and horses. And um, I want, Elise, um, you're on. And so I'm going to say good morning. And can you please tell us a little bit about how many years you've been doing this and, and um, what you like about working with horse and rider and um, kind of your background. So um, thanks for coming on this week. Absolutely. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Elise McMasters, and I live in the Bishop area, the eastern Sierra part of the state of California. Um, I found Beamer, or Beamer found me, back in uh, 2017. And um, personally, I started working with people back in uh, as a massage therapist, and body worker back in um, 1997 and 1999 started working with um, and training with horses and dogs and it's just been a beautiful journey since then um, the beautiful part about working with horse and rider is that you get to see the um, possible imbalances that are happening between the two and you get to see where the horse may be compensating for the rider and vice versa. So when you get to work with both horse and rider, you get an outcome that's pretty darn incredible. You get a real balanced ride, and you have less injury and more of everything good and forward. Um, I had been telling Cindy about an experience I had a few years ago with one of my um, top riders who's a national competitor, and she had broke a little finger. And I noticed she had four horses in training. And I noticed one day when I was out that every single one of her horses was contracted in the same area and responding in the same way to the work. And um, it it stood out to me. So after the sessions and I spoke with her about the outcome of her animals and how they were doing, I asked if there was anything new going on with her. And she told me that she'd broke her finger. So it was this little baby finger being broken that had so shifted her, maybe the way she was handling the reins and the way she was cueing the horses, that all four of them went into competition for her. And that's something that we just don't even think would or could happen, but, but it does. And speaking with the rider or the trainer before we begin work and before we even start our very, you know, preliminary assessment and beamer session, it's really nice to know if there's anything new going on in the rider's body or even in their life. Honestly, our animals are so emotionally connected to us that sometimes these things will appear in their bodies as well. Um, and there was another incident regarding balance um, that I shared with Cindy um, years ago. I used to paddle the big 40-foot outrigger canoes competitively, and um, I was a steersman, so I was always checking in with everybody on their their fitness and their injuries and what was going on. And we load these boats onto a two-wheeled um, carrier. We Everybody lifts the boat up and gets the nose on, and then we run the cart down to the center of the boat. And if you reach the center, this 400-plus-pound boat hangs perfectly. It doesn't tip forward. It doesn't tip backward. 
And one day we had the boat in that position, and I had about a maybe a 16-ounce bottle of Gatorade, and I put it in the very back seat of the boat, and it tipped the whole 400-some-odd-pound canoe. And I called my crew over, and I said, let's play with this for a minute. You know, the human head weighs maybe 12 to 15 pounds, depending on the size of the person, maybe eight. And here we have this over 400-pound canoe in this tiny bottle of Gatorade, and we moved it around from seat to seat to see how it affected this very long and heavy boat. So it was really enlightening to see how even a fraction of the weight of what you're dealing with can make a really big difference in, in tipping balance and in in riding, how this affects us. If our head is off to one side or an elbow is out to one side or our saddle has shifted and we don't know that we're sitting off to one side of it, our horse or our mule is going to go into compensation for that 8 to 15 pounds or more, depending on if we have a hip or a shoulder hanging out in the air. So becoming balanced riders, becoming aware of the um, way injuries or past injuries even can affect the way we hold ourselves and the way that um, impacts our our mound is just extremely important. I, I can't emphasize enough how wonderful it is to be able to assess both horse and rider and really attend to their needs. Well, you know, that I love those stories and examples. I think they're, you know, they really bring it home, but, but, when you have something that's an imbalance that and oftentimes riders are you know because the, it might have been a childhood injury or something that they have themselves compensated for so they don't even think about it and um we see this a lot with uh sitting saddles to say you know well uh you know the horse is muscled up on a, on one side and not on the other and you have to compensate uh, for that but the horse got that way primarily, you know, because of the interaction with the rider over time. And so, um, again, you know, it's all connected. What we like, you know, what I've been saying to um, some of the newer people, say one horse plus one rider equals one unit. Uh, mm-hmm. And that um, each part affects the other one. So can you, know, in the, you know, in your business that uh, working with different um, either horses or riders or both. Um, what kinds of what kinds of things in the horses have you seen more? What's more common for you to see where problems that you know were originated at the riders? So, you know, you're going to see it in different areas of the horse's body, but you might see it on the the forehand. You know, sometimes it, people will tend to be more forward in the saddle than they would be otherwise, especially if they're nursing an injury or, like you said, it's something that's been with them for 25 years or more. Um, you're going to see things come up in the in the shoulders, and honestly, you're going to see it all the way into the pole. You're going to see um, a lot of um, atlas and axis and pole being affected by a rider's imbalance no matter what the rider's imbalance is because the horse is going to come off their perfect axis and their perfect balance and that has to affect the pole when it affects the pole it's going to go all the way to the hock in the hind end so you may see something immediate and the rider may say you know my horse just won't go to the right i can't understand why i can't pick up the lope at the right or the canter or i can't get my tempies on this side, but I can get them on the other. 
So your rider's going to come to you with suddenly their horse is unable to accept a cue that they're giving. And it'll usually be associated with gait or with the ability to take off and, and jump and land in a way that they used to. Your rider's going to notice a shift. So it's going to come in a quadrant that mirrors, either mirrors the rider or that's um, on the opposite side. Like the, and I know that's a, a lot of variations to see, but I think at first we, we come to the atlas and the axis of the pole and see what, is, what kind of balance or imbalance is going on there and follow it back. And so, okay, that makes perfect sense um, to say. Then have you seen this also extend into the behavior side? Because that's where I've seen it, where somebody goes, oh, my horse is sour now, you know, or, you know, uh, they've developed some bad habits. And I always like to, you know, follow follow the trail. Let's, let's go backwards, backwards, backwards. Where can we get to be? So I, I don't know to what extent you notice behavioral impact. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I mean, on my, my little flyer that I use for my, you know, my equine beamer and bodywork combined business talks about animals being in pain or discomfort and what that does to their behavior because they're trying to accommodate a rider and they're trying to do their discipline, which they love and want to be proficient at. And they certainly can get sour because our, our mounts may have their own predisposition towards um, discomfort or previous injury, and we ask them then to compensate for the rider further. And they will most definitely run into some discomfort. So you will see sourness. There's, there's times when if a horse has been compensating so much that, let's say, a front left, um, you're seeing some discomfort in the front left leg and hoof of the horse, and um, they get to the point where maybe they don't want to lift that, that hoof when you ask them to clean it. And, you know, somebody might get frustrated. You know, they just won't lift this foot. They I can't clean their foot or they won't pivot when I ask them to. And I try to help people see it's not that they won't because they're, they're misbehaving or they're just deciding not to connect and listen to you. Let's look at it that maybe they can't. Let's see where, what they're, how they're standing. Are they using that foot to balance something else that's going on? So I really, really try to help educate people about the difference between my horse won't do this or being naughty to my horse doesn't seem to be able to do what I'm asking him to do today, and I'd like to find out what's going on and where that is in his body and how that's affecting his emotional state. I, yeah, I, I just that really resonates with me. It's so... Um, it, it's so important to make that distinction between, no, it's not my horse, you know, has, a, you know, a, a behavioral problem. It's that, you know, my horse has got, um, um, <clears throat> you know, it is physically it's unable or it hurts to, you know, be able to do something. Yeah. And, and yeah, you really and want to emphasize that. So, yes, and, um, and go from ahead. a professional from a professional standpoint and staying, you know, in our lane as maybe body workers or IBDs and people who work specifically with horses and have, you know, as much knowledge as we can gain, there's that certain point too where you want to shift to, you know, for them having veterinary or having something diagnosed. And, and that will backtrack into all the things that we're speaking about 
but that willingness to be able to look farther and go back to what is really, you know, going on. There's there's a lot of things that can affect our horse's bodies and our horse's hooves from imbalance that we, we just don't really even, that's not the first thing that comes to our mind. But if it's been happening for a long enough time, it can become a compensatory medical issue. So keeping our mind open when we bring our beamer to our horses and or their riders, we want to we want to keep a really open mind about the possibilities and um, how far back this may have tracked and how we can affect change and healing at this point and take into consideration what else may be needed. Yeah, absolutely. I just I agree with that so a thousand percent. Um, I think, and and that really just reinforces what we say is if you are. I, I think it's that being a, dis, uh, a distributor who really makes can make a difference and you're used to working with horses, it behooves you to also um, have the human unit because, number one, you need it yourself, even if you think mm-hmm. you're perfectly healthy, um, but also to be able to offer that and show that to the riders when you go. So, like, uh, you know, I don't do any kind of a demo unless I also do, um, the, you know, involved humans as well and um you know to open their eyes towards something that they might not have considered so um mm-hmm. you know i really I couldn't agree those com- yeah like, um, that's where the beamer goes you know having a beamer go unit in my car whenever i'm at the barn is wonderful because i can put somebody i can give them a first-hand experience at, at, right at that moment <laughs> and start yeah. to help them feel the difference very yeah. easy to do yeah, it, it, it just, you know, they go hand in hand, literally. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, uh, Tiff and, and Rainey, you know, I don't I don't mean to hog this time here, but uh, do you have some questions or, or comments to, to be able to um, talk to Elise about? Yeah, I do. Tiff, I don't know if you want to go first because I don't want to. I don't want to lose you if you have stuff you wanted to add. Because I know you have maybe some limited time today. No, go ahead, Rainy. I'd, I'd like to hear. I was just enjoying what she had to say, and I just very well said. <laughs> yeah, I I really really enjoyed it, and I think I I just it makes me. Um, I know a lot of people like like Tiff who do a lot of stuff for their horses and and then do a lot of stuff like she's talking about all the stuff that she does for you know yoga and um, chiropractic work and stuff like that to help her keep herself in balance and of course she does a lot of stuff for her horses and Beamer for both both but we don't hear a lot of people that like you Elise that work with both the horse and the rider and I think that's I think. It's amazing. I think that you get so much clearer of a picture for both of them um, that I think you can just help them both so much better. Um, and I, I love that. And I, I wish more people did it, I guess, maybe is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I um, it's really amazing. And I think that when you bring Beamer into a horse and a rider's life and they start to feel the benefits of Beamer, which we all know are so far-reaching. There's always that piece when you're telling somebody about how incredible Beamer is and you're telling them the science, and then there's that reach where you get them on the Beamer and they start using the Beamer. And there's all these things that are so experiential that I've had 
I've had clients who have purchased a human beamer who will text me three months down the line and say, oh, my gosh, I, I cannot believe the benefits I'm receiving from Beamer and from the PEMF of Beamer. And this experiential aspect is we just have to allow the human component of the horse and rider to get on the Beamer. I mean, I've laid down a towel in the barn and, <laughs> and had people lay down and get their session or out in my car at the ranch, you know, put it on the seat, set up the Beamer Go, and, and there they are. The, allowing people to have the experience is wonderful. And the more connected that people get to how good they're feeling, they start to understand the benefits for their horses and how that improves their ability to um, do whatever discipline it is, whether it's high-end competition or pleasure riding. Um, they get to see how this benefits them and how it helps their mind and their emotional state and their overall quality of, of life. And it helps people start to understand their own past injuries and how Beamer helps them um, through this. And it, it's just incredible. The body awareness that I find with people who've been using the human Beamer for a while is incredible. It, it, it just, I can't even put it into words. It's so experiential. And, you know, that brings up another point in mind to me is that um, often it's a little challenging because somebody says, well, okay, I've got this for my horse, and then I use it on myself. Um, <laughs> and, and we really stress that, you know, the, that the horse unit is designed for the horse's body and their sensitivity, yeah. which is greater than ours. And so, you know, for the horse unit, we've got 5, 10, and 15 minutes. We've got every every uh, program starts at the low end and runs, uh, you know, progressively higher. Um, but the overall, um, you know, the and the blanket starts at 10 microteslas instead of 3.5, which is what the human starts at. So the settings are different. And the maximum, you know, intensity you can get by when using the cuffs is is lower. It's 50 microtesla lower than what you get um, on with the human intensive applicators. So they're not the same, and they're not intended to be used the same. Um, I'm not saying you could be hurt or anything by it, but it's just um, we want to discourage people from trying to, you know, get a two-for-one. And, and to really say, you know, the other thing that I laugh about is I say, you know, the human unit has a sleep that's just it's not applicable for horses and their sleep patterns it's just doesn't work you really don't want to have you know um you really don't want to be using your human unit and then drag it out of your bed and take it down to the barn and then back in, in into your bed that's just not um uh that's not an appealing prospect if you will so um while it's important to be able to share this with people as riders so that they can see, get a feel for it themselves and then maybe recognize how they need it in order to help their horse um, completely. Um, we also want to make sure that they understand that the two units are different. So, yeah. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. And I explain that to people. Um, I, I educate people on that all the time. That it's just not yeah. it's not an appropriate crossover, um, either direction, and the most benefit yeah. will be had by using the unit that's designed for the body that it's intended for. And <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and that's the point. You know, really uh, so much of what we do is is educate. You know, when people say, oh, I, I don't like to be in sales, I go, well, I'm not in sales, you know. I like to tell people things that they didn't know before. <laughs> you know, that's not sales. That's, that's, you know, telling you something that I think is really cool and that I want to share. So um, I, yes. I really I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, at least, to be able to share um, some of your experiences. You, do you have any other stories that you, you want to add on? Um, I just I really like what you said about sales because I'm not a salesperson. I, I I cannot even begin to share something about a product if I don't personally use it and benefit from it. And yeah. I tell that to people all the time. There's so many aspects, but you know it's a competitive market. So there's other PEMF out there, but Beamer, as we know, is exceptional. And what Beamer offers those, you know far beyond what some other of our, you know, the competitors can even bring to the table. And I share my personal experiences. I have many um, videos and testimonials. And and now that we have the new app, it's just amazing for things to help share with people so they can see the difference and feel the difference. Because personally, if I can't come from, yes, I use this every day. I've used it every day since, you know, for the last five years. Um, so I can share the the benefits of it. I really like that aspect of this is a a life changing um, opportunity for people, and I, I think that it's it's so far reaching in someone's life that all we can do is some, sometimes is plant the seed or allow people to keep trying it and using it and and such. There's there's lots of stories out there, but. It might be yeah. to say something other time, so I don't hog the entire program. <laughs> no, no, I really, I do appreciate that, and I think, you know, we just um, we have to remember that, um, you know, there may be so-called competitors out there, but do you see anybody who's out there funding things like the Colorado State University study? I don't think so. No, that's no. Game for us. And, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's educating people too. And people don't really understand what PMF is until you really sit down and talk with them and let them really understand about the science behind Beamer and the the research and the places where Beamer devotes its time and energy. This that's the special aspects of it. I yep. mean, not all of them. Yeah, and the and the website being enhanced now since February so that people can, you know, you can differentiate between human and equine, but, you know, it goes into some of that background. Um, That really is, I I really think there's lots of ways to differentiate ourselves. So, um, Brainy, I don't know if we have callers or things like that, but at least, yeah, no, I want to thank you for taking your time, and I thank you for trying last week. I know it didn't work. I appreciate your perspective because, you know, it is kind of unique, and I appreciate what you do to um, bring a lot of horses and their riders into balance. So thank you for all of that. You're welcome, and I'm I'm available anytime anybody wants to shoot me a text or give me a call or you know email me. I, I'm more than happy to um, you know take the time to add anything that I can. I, 
I appreciate that. That's very um, yeah, so we don't have any we don't have any callers uh, right now, but you know what you guys were you were talking about just kind of reminded me one of the um this was a couple months ago I went to a bar and did a demo um for a for a gal who's um um it, anyway, she, so we set it up, and I was like, if you you know want to bring anyone else from the barn, if they want to have some you know sessions and and give it a try. And so when I showed up, there was about five gals there, including the barn owner, and I brought my human unit. Also, I always bring the human unit. I set it up in just one of those zero gravity um, lawn chairs, and so I get that all set up. And I was doing sessions for both horses and animals, and the you know, and at first we were doing horses, um, and then and no one was really you know. We were like, oh, no, we'll just do my horse. And then the more we talked, obviously, about a lot of the things that we're talking about today as far as, you know, and, and every single one of them had at least one physical thing that was going on, whether it was their back or their knee or their, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so we started that conversation about, you know, all of that. And by the end, they had all, of course, got had a Beamer session and their horses had all had a Beamer session. And, and they were they were joking around and talking about how it was like a spa day for both them and the horses. And, the bar, you know, we started talking with a barn owner and I was talking about how she could, you know, uh, use you know, sell sessions to her, um, you know, boarders or anybody that was coming there for classes and, you know, how she could make her money back from, you know, investing in a Beamer. And, and then, and then she was talking about, well, I want the human one too for me. And I was like, well, then you can have the writers, you know, you can have sessions for the writers as well. And she was like, oh, we could set the tack room up and make it like a, like a retreat and get drinks for people. <laughs> like, you know, we can have iced tea and they can have their own like little, like, um, little, you know, private kind of, um, and so the gals were all joking around about how they were going to make this like a, you know, a special, a special thing where they were going to put the tack room all up with a, <laughs> with like music and stuff. And so um, it, it was just, it was just really a fun thing. And it was, and it started out from people that were like, oh no, I just want this for my horse to after some conversations, they were all like, yeah, we definitely all need this. So they were talking about how they could get a horse unit for all the horses in the barn and they could get a human unit for all the people in the barn. Um, so it was, it was just kind of a fun experience. So. Yeah, absolutely. So did they do it? Are they going to do it? Or are you going to have to drip on them? Yeah. Well, they're going to start with um, the, the kind of the group of them is going to rent um, my, a, a human unit and a horse unit. And they're going to really try using it um, for at least a few weeks in the barn for themselves and, and really get a feel for for it. Um, there was one horse that was kind of recovering from something, and so they really wanted to see how it was working. But they're very interested, and they're going to work on how they're going to be able to do it. So, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah very awesome. And and as, as long as – I will tell you from my own experience, as long as somebody takes responsibility that they're going to keep the unit clean and lock it up at night so it doesn't get thrown on the floor. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we've had a lot, we had a lot of conversations about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really. that's the biosecurity right now as well, and making sure that people understand the importance of that um, barn to barn, and just a little bit of education for people and what that means. Yeah, so that brings up another point. Since you're still on, Elise, what do you use if you were at a barn and you had several horses? Do you what? Just you know, as a point of question, you know, I I know what, what what we use, but what do you use to you know kind of sanitize between? Well, one of the things I do right off the bat is I I ask the owners if they'll bring a sheet. So they have yeah. a sheet for their own horse. Um, right. and, and, I mean, literally like a bed sheet, like a queen size or a king size bed sheet. 
and or a sheet sheet, like a, a blanket sheet that you can use. So that's going to right off the bat kind of limit your contact. And, um, I, I, you know, I don't want to use anything too harsh on the beamer itself, but the disinfecting, um, I'm disinfecting uh, Lysol wipes or something like that on the inside and all the attachments. And it's a good idea to be wearing the, like the latex or the gloves right now with each different horse because then you are not, uh, you know, you're not bringing the same touch from one horse to another um, through your hands and, and so on and so forth and just making sure that you're keeping your, you know, you're keeping your unit clean. You're also keeping yourself clean. If you need to wear a smock or an apron and or change your clothes um, and just be very aware of the the well-being of, of each animal, if there's mucus or any drainage of um anything that you really need to pay serious attention to before you even treat treat them and bring that somewhere else. And barn to barn, changing shoes or stepping in bleach and changing your clothes. And But, but having yeah. each owner bring their own sheets makes it easier for you to not have to cart maybe 10 sheets with you and then do your laundry and worry about your own biosecurity with your own animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're not, and I would add that because you, you are um, – um, a practitioner, um, you are treating them in different ways. It's not that you're treating them with femur. So just as a sidebar. But, um, yeah, um, I, I have a veterinary, but kind of a, a less toxic kind of a spray that we use and just spray the, spray the towel and wipe down the inside of the blanket. But, uh, yeah, it's always best, you know, if it's high, if, California just seems to have been really hit hard this in this last year because of you know people traveling to different shows, but the, there's been viruses going around like crazy, maybe more so than some other states. So you just have to be aware of what's what's prevalent in your market, and um, mm-hmm. you know respond appropriately to protect the horses. Mm-hmm. Okay, err on the side of caution, really. Yeah, you know if you if you over- you overdo your biosecurity, then you overdo it. But let's not underdo it. Let's not be negligent yeah. about it because we're seeing a lot of people over traveling to a lot of barns. I recently canceled a trip I had for um, a, a, a week-long work clinic um, down on the Central Coast because of the biosecurity and put it off a couple of weeks to see, you know, how things have calmed down, what's going on with the animals that uh, are maybe coming out of some of the counties in California that were harder hit um, because, because I'm not a veterinarian. And I'm, you know, coming into a very high-end or strange, you know, barn or ranch, I want to be really respectful of what's currently going on. And for me, that was rescheduling and waiting. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I agree. Yeah, and and we've we've talked about this before, about having those conversations, you know, with the barn um, before you come to, hey, just checking to make sure there isn't any kind of, you know, health things going on with the horses. Um, you would hope that a barn owner would tell you that before you came, but you also want to kind of be responsible and ask those kind of questions. And then, you know, some of the questions that I'll ask when I'm there too, if I'm working with, you know, five different horses, it, I mean, I will be asking these, are these horses together? I mean, do you turn them out together or, or are you, you know, are you very separate? Because I'm obviously more careful if these horses have never been together, but if they're, you know, in the stalls next to each other and they're turned out together every day, biosecurity is less of an issue in that barn, right? Uh, because 
right. if they're sharing stuff, <laughs> they're sharing things. But for sure, between barns, that's always that. I don't even. That's a that's a hundred percent when I leave a barn and I'm cleaning everything. Um, but those are yeah. those are questions that you need to be asking. So. Yeah, and I also called. Um, I the I have relationships with vets in different areas, and I before uh, part of my decision making was contacting two vets and speaking with them about the current, um, you know, the current state of things in that county. Clientele. I wanted to make a really educated decision about the health and well being of my of my clients. Um, we can't, you know, uh, emphasize enough developing those relationships. Really, it helps our business. It helps our approach and it really helps the animals and the people that we're working with and it really maintains a professional or promotes a professional reputation within the horse community yes. which is extremely important to us as well yes so. absolutely i can't emphasize that that enough knowing i mean i've taken courses in pathology equine pathology and canine pathology and human pathology and these are so helpful to me in understanding um, and making an assessment for an animal when I go to see a horse. You know, the assessments are running through my mind. The more pathology I know, the better equipped I am to be able to really make an assessment that will help that horse and rider and or barn at this time. Well, and that's based on, yeah, on your educational and, you know, vast experience, too, for someone who's newer there you know it, it just stresses the point to say you know uh, this is a vertical learning curve and there's a lot yeah. to learn a lot to open yourself up to um, and it will take a while you know um, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> these are the baby steps planting the seeds that help us as an individual and definitely help our, our business and our, our practices um, and, it, and it is vertical and it's just it's wonderful. I mean, the more we learn, the more we can educate, and the more we can help. And there's really nothing stopping us from from learning. It just does take time and dedication and desire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean, and that's why we talk about these things because people that have not done this before wouldn't even maybe cross their mind. So yeah, we're not going into complete you know depth of these things, but it's it's planting that seed of these are things to think about before you go and do you know these demos and and such. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's medical. I mean, these are class, these are class two medical devices. So these being medical means we have to up our game of our education. Yep. And well, so that for humans it's a class two. For horses, it's a registered animal medical device, both U.S. and Canada. Yeah. And again, another differentiating factor. Um, I don't know any other so-called competitors that are. Um, you know, monitored by, you know, governmental agencies and have that kind of the clearance that we do. So uh, that's important. Um, mm-hmm. Something that, that um, I was just going to note work just about at the end of the time here. So I was going to remind people, because I was sending one out myself today, um, and I'm hoping that these are going to ultimately get onto the mobile they're not there yet, but I hope that they will be. It, um, the equine blogs and newsletters, they're both in two separate places, but under sales and marketing. But um, I'm going to send out one today to uh, the blog that 
it's called and there's 21 or 22 of these things back there you guys you and and then a year's worth of newsletters so really check them out uh, the one I'm sending is how your horse's workload impacts their circulation and they're drawing a differentiation between a recovering horse a retired horse and a competing horse a little bit but it talks about how it's really important and um, you know despite they have totally different circumstances and um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's just something that's useful useful information it shows how Beamer fits into what their horses needs are and they're you know they're they're well done and they're short enough you know like this is really it, the blogs are really a page a page and a half so look for them if you have ready in your library under um, sales and marketing and under equine so that I think that brings us just about we've used up our time right yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much we have and we had Jane on here for a second that had a question for us but um, um, but then she then she um, logged off so I'm not sure if she just didn't hit her she changed her mind about her question or if she had to go. So if you're still on, Jane, call back in next week. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but, yes, we are at the end of our end of our show time today. And we did lose Tiff, so she wanted me to tell everyone goodbye. Um, but uh, she, got, she went out of range. <laughs> She's got a lot going on. Um, but I did want to do an extra special thanks to Elise for coming on. We, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on with us and love having you on. And it's just, it's a, it's a great different perspective. And, and something I, I think we, I just don't want us to forget about is that, that kind of the connection between the two of them and how important that is. And I think your examples were just perfect because I don't think we think about such little things can, can be such a big impact. Well, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. I, I, every time I do have the opportunity, I, I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy these talks. <laughs> thank you. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Remember, you can share. You know, because you'll get the link from me. But share it with the other uh, folks on our team that you know that um, so they can listen as well. So that's something that if you're not doing it with and you have other people that are in that you've sponsored or in your downline, remember you can share the recordings from these um these Thursday blog talks because there's a lot of little hidden gems, you know, in there that um, you know will help people. So again, thank you to everybody. And I hope you have an outstanding week and that uh, Horses and riders are both in your line of vision. Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, thank you, Cindy, and thank you, Elise. Um, we appreciate you coming on, and, and thank you to all the listeners. Um, and I'm sorry to Jane that we didn't get to you today, but I will I will definitely get to you next week, Jane. Um, please be sure to tune in to all the other blog talks. They're doing some great shows on all the other days, but we'll meet you here back next Thursday. Thanks, you guys, and I hope you have such a great week. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Okay, Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately